Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, we are still living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. Hartman and Mobley with you. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, I know that it's been... uh, it's been an interesting week, to say the least, especially in the sports world, as Catino last week was really not a test because the NFL had a full week of news for us and Tom Brady and you know all the other signings, free agency. This was the first week where we really had no real breaking news in the sports world. Like, we're, we're faking it all week long. Now, I do a show every single day. That's seven days a week of sports talk radio. It's hard to believe when you think about it. It was 16 days ago, March 12th. That was the day when the sports world stopped. That's when it began with the cancellation of the NCAA basketball tournament, the immediate halt of the NBA, the NHL. And so it's been 16 days, a little over two weeks. I don't know about you, Cap, but it, it almost seems like two months, not two weeks. Doesn't it seem like forever ago that we actually saw a real sporting event it is it's a little weird right so uh what's up everybody out there listening to us uh it's a little weird but you know what i've been doing i've been looking at like old film whether it's football whether it's basketball you know some some more world series it's just like i'm just used to doing it and um well it's right on we got right now for instance uh the cbs uh, sports network is carrying games i'm wondering if they're going to show your 1998 elite game Elite Eight game, Rhode Island against Stanford, because what they're doing is replaying, you know, like Sweet 16 games Thursday, Friday, okay. today, and tomorrow okay. it's Elite Eight games. 
Uh, we got Roger Clemens striking out 20 batters in a game in a, in a baseball game. That's an old one. Um, so it's okay with you to watch all these. Cla- How long can you watch classics? You know what? I, I'm I'm a I'm one of those guys that I can watch if I like something I can keep watching it. Yeah. Right? I get I get a lot of. I get a lot of mess from uh, my family about like, why do you keep watching it? And it's like, okay, well, why do you stay on your phone looking at you know other stuff? So, I, for me, I'm a I love sports. So, you know, when I when I'm looking at that, it takes me into that world of like, it's like my own little church, right? Yeah. Because I played every single well, I played a lot of sports actually. I've uh, I'm not really good at golf. I just started golf, so I'm I'm not really a golfer. But uh, other than that, uh, tennis. I love tennis. I watch tennis. You know, uh, I, I just again, I, I know the outcome, but it's just good. To- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I will put it this way, and I was mentioning this to Gavin and Sam before I walked into the studio today. Look, no one loves. I, I, who's more of a history guy than me, right? I mean, I I, I relive it constantly, um, but I have to admit that the thing about classic sports, when they show on any one of these sports networks some classic game of the past, it's a nice option. Right. In other words, because we're just overflowing with all these live games. where Every every game's on TV, whether it's baseball. It doesn't matter. Every game's on TV. So every once in a while, you do a little breakaway. You, you know, you watch a little classic sports game. It's sort of cool when it's an option. When it's the only thing on, to me... <laughs> It starts to lose some of its allure, you right, know, the right. idea. To me, it's nice if it's just a little distraction once. Hey, there's a game I remember. I love to watch that game again. But when it's the only thing on, it's just sort of like, but, okay, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Think yeah, about yeah. it like this, yeah. right? There's breaks in between all of these seasons, right? So yeah. for basketball, there's June, and then after June 20th, you're done. Right. You're done until what? Mm-hmm. Late September, maybe. Right. October. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe late. Maybe even late October. Start middle of October. Preseason starts. So you have uh, July, August, September. You got three months of no bas, no really, no real basketball until. Well, now we have Big Three, so Big Three is great, right? Mm-hmm. And that's only ten weeks. But football, the same way. Baseball, the same way. Hockey, the same way. So I mean, whatever you were doing then. Right, like just watch that other sport during that same time when it's absent of the sport that was current. Like for basketball, when it's from June, when it's done at June, and then it starts back in October. Whatever sport, sport you watching, All right? Just go back and look at that. All right, well, let's go back twenty-two years. <laughs> By the way, your Rhode Island coach, my dear friend, your dear friend. Coach Jim Herrick. Love him. Who led UCLA to the national championship in 95 and three years later led Rhode Island on a magical run all the way to the Elite Eight, led by the great Catino Mobley. Coach Herrick's going to join us in the next hour. He's doing great and uh, cannot wait to catch up with the coach, see how he's doing right now, and and maybe go down a little memory lane there. So Elite Eight weekend, your magical ride of Elite Rhode Island. Eight, uh, Elite Eight, we were Valparaiso. It was Valparaiso. Oh, wait, was it Valparaiso? Mm, right, right. Uh, yeah, it was Valparaiso. No, no, well, you beat them to get to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Yeah. And we, we played... Uh, uh, you would play Stanford. Stanford. Uh, Stanford oh, that was, that the, was a nightmare. Yeah, like you're yeah, pretending like you don't remember the yeah, game. Yeah. I love this. It's yeah. just a selective uh, amnesia nightmare. going just, over here. Like, please don't show that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> they might. I mean, what they're showing is... And, and by the way, some of these games are absolutely great. They're showing, you know, phenomenal comebacks and, you know, games that just seem to twist at the end. Uh, and, and some of these, look, it's... 
Patriots, it is a reminder that this would be Elite Eight weekend. This, to me, and and you experience this, so I, I hate to go down memory lane, but I've always said this. This is when you talk about the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Easily, the most painful loss is the Elite Eight, yes. and the reason being is is that you're already invested in the tournament. You've won three games right, right. already. I right. mean, you're you're invested. It's not like going out in the first round or the second round. You didn't even get to the Sweet Sixteen. Even a Sweet Sixteen loss, but the Elite Eight, you're like one game away. Right. You can say, well, what about the championship <clears throat> game? What about losing in the national semis? Yeah, but at least you got to go to the Final Four. You were right. there. You got. All the pageantry, everything yeah, that goes it. with going it. to the biggest thing. The, but the Elite Eight, man, the, the, it, it is – I don't care if you're Rhode Island How or many Kentucky, Division One teams are there, right? There are 350-some. And only 64 make it. And then we're the final eight. I'm okay. Eight. Like, listen, it hurt me for a while because mm-hmm. we knew we can beat – we should have beat Stanford. Not knew we could beat Stanford. Mm-hmm. We should have beat Stanford. Uh, just a, a bunch of brain farts with a minute left in the game. And that's – you know, that's a part of life, right? When you when you make these different critical decisions, say right now with the virus, when you make these decisions – in life, uh, split-second decisions, it can cost you a game. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I've learned a lot from that game. I've learned how to really take my lumps uh, and keep going. Um, you know, shots out to Arthur Lee for hitting three threes in a row. Shots out, you know, to Mark Madsen. I love him. I hated him then. I love him now. Right. Uh, you know, uh, they, they had a really good team. And, um, you know, sometimes you just got to bow your head because at the at the time, the powers that be, the the basketball gods, you know, they it just wasn't for us at the moment. But you know, I say this, <clears throat> I said this the other day. I said Paul Pierce lost to our team. Paul Pierce in Kansas City, uh, Kansas uh, Jayhawks lost to us uh, in the second round. Correct, number one team in the country. But then Paul Pierce won the NC, um, won an NBA championship. Yes, I'll take that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like Arthur Lee and them, they beat us. You know, in the lead eight. I went to the pros, played 11, 12 years. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. You know, like, I, there's a silver lining behind it. You have it, to, is. Some, it is. Something that's got to be. But there's, there's teammates that, you know, uh, couldn't get there, and I understand that. But I'm just talking about me personally and at the moment just trying to be a little selfish, but yet still understanding that, you know, whatever's meant for you is meant for you. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because of the – you know, one-and-done nature of the NCAA basketball tournament. Larry Bird's talked about it. I mean, Larry had one of the greatest NBA careers of all time, three-time NBA champion, still hasn't gotten over that Indiana State loss to Michigan State in the championship game, even though, obviously, Magic's team was better. They had a better team. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like some shock that that undefeated Indiana State team lost to Michigan State. But Bird... He goes, I, 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 I can't get over that loss. Right, right. I mean, there was no re- – and it's that whole nature of you You invest so much in the tournament and every game's a one and done. I mean, it's survive and advance, survive and advance. And all for one team, everybody ends up with that loss. And so it makes it uh, very difficult during the tournament. All right, I, I, by the way, again, Jim Herrick will join us in the next hour. I, I want to ask him a little bit about post-game with that game. Some guy that I certainly have known all too well, Jim Herrick. I first met Jim Herrick when he became an assistant coach at UCLA in 1977. He was an assistant in 77? In 77. When was he at Pepperdine? So what happened was Jim Herrick, uh, who had been a great high school coach, by the way, in the Inglewood area, he um, he had uh, two years as an assistant under Gary Cunningham at UCLA uh, and then left to become the head basketball coach at Pepperdine and then, of course, returned to UCLA. Oh, is this a gift for you? You're like a savant. Like, you, you know, like, so much stuff. Yeah. 
How has it always been like that? It's always been like that. Yeah. Jeez, I Louise, don't know. And man. the thing about it is, I don't. It's not that I don't forget things. Like every once in a while, now a name will escape me. It's really weird. Last night, you know, you're always the great thing about me. Well, I'm going to get into the whole dynamic of me being at the house now. Okay. Oh God, let's go to that one. Jeez, I, 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 okay, being um, at the house. All right. Oh. So okay. So if you don't know my situation, Ooh. so. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday, Fox Sports San Diego is my home. But because of the personal space and everything, they decided if I could do the show from a studio, which actually is here in Los Angeles, in our premier studios here, which is where I do the show Monday through Friday, I need to separate. Well, the only place I, I could live up here without pain is my house, the house I own in Westlake Village. This is where my ex-wife, my three children, all college students, uh, and three dogs all live. So normally I have my little apartment. Three dogs, three college students, three and, ex-wife. and the ex-wife. You need so a reality So Monday show. through Friday, normally I just have my little apartment to myself. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right. You know, just by myself, my own private space. Right, right. But now I've got, you know, an XY, three college-age kids. Uh, and by the way, my daughter, who's 18 years old, seems like she has two girlfriends that have been part of our entourage as well. <laughs> and my oldest son has his girlfriend. So we, we have like 10 people. You know, they all seem to be hiding in the house along with the three dogs. But here's something I mentioned during the week, and it's a little weird. So 
My ex-wife and I, I mean, we've been separated for over seven years now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Officially divorced or six. Uh, but we have a great relationship in the sense that we share a common love of our children. I mean, mm-hmm. there's never been a question of me having access to my kids. I see them every weekend right, right. when I do this work. But it's I crash there because, you know, my schedule. I do right. radio, TV, radio, TV. Which is super impressive, by the way, just well, to let you know. It just it just keeps me busy, right, right? which yeah. is great. So anyway, but now that I'm around the house... And so you're like, well, what's the sleeping arrangements? Well, my boys have a huge room downstairs, my 23-year-old, 21-year-old, and I have this huge uh, mattress, you know, inflatable mattress. It's great. I love right, it, right? right? And so we all sleep in the same room. It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, like the frat house, right? Yeah, I love it. Which is great. Um, so, but anyway, you know, when you're when you're married, it's like, honey, honey, do this, honey, do, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, but right. My, my ex does not call me honey anymore. She now refers to me as daddy. So here's the difference. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Your ex-wife calls you daddy. Daddy. I, and that's what I'm hearing. This is, what is this, a hip-hop video? What are we doing? All right, so so used to be like, <laughs> I, it used to be like when I, we were married, you know, we were married for almost 20 years, so it's sort of like, you know, honey, I need money. I, that was sort of the thing. Honey, we need money for this. Honey, we need money for that. Now... It's daddy, we need money. Daddy, we need money for this, daddy. I want to so, know her so psyche. Now, how that's changed? So how she now refers to me as daddy, okay? <laughs> Gavin, do you hear this, bro? Oh, so, that's big daddy. Every man's dream, yes! right? So, I, so, now, so now what happens is like my, my two boys call me dad, my daughter calls me daddy, and my ex calls me daddy. Daddy. So I got daddy, daddy, <laughs> and I got dad. <laughs> And I'm hearing this, you know, from every different. Uh, oh man, coronavirus! By the way, is, uh, this is also crazy. a new generation. When my dad, when I was my dad's age, or my dad was my age, I mean, and don't you always refer to Mister Mister Hartman? No one calls me Mister Hartman. No one has ever called me Mister Hartman. Yeah, yeah. All of my my kids' friends, Steve, what's going on? Steve, what's happening? Which Steve. is fine with me, but usually shouldn't it be like they call you Mister Hartman and say, no, 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 please call me Steve. They don't even bother with that. They just go right to the Steve. So, you know, like my my daughter's friends, you know, they're 18 years old. Yeah, they're like, yeah. ah, Steve, what's going on? You know, and I'm like, okay. So it has been, to say, Steve. a life adjustment <laughs> with my ex calling me daddy <laughs> in a house with three college kids, three dogs, my ex, as opposed to my normal apartment to myself routine, daddy. which I've been <laughs> daddy. It's no, I can't. It's it's it's, just... it's um, yeah. It's a, a little bit different. So look at I know everybody out there has had to adjust to a new lifestyle. I get it. I'm just sharing what's been different in my lifestyle as uh, daddy. A lot of daddy. Yeah. Well, listen, that daddy part right there. <laughs> I mean, that's some young hip hop. Like that's the girls call their boyfriends, uh, mm-hmm. daddy, daddy, and all that so crazy stuff. But in my house, my listen, I have split custody fifty fifty. Um, I, I when my kids are there, I'm, we're super busy. Um, even when they're not there, I'm busy. I'm just like studying. I'm hiking. Mm-hmm. I'm exercising. I'm just doing a lot of stuff. My sister came to live with me because. My uh, stepmother, who I love to death, and I've known her since I was three years old, she passed away. So in September, we had her kind of like funeral in Philadelphia. Right. So my sister being 30, she's the baby of the family. Um, I, I, th- I wanted support. She want, she needed support. So I told her to come stay with me. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll figure this out together. And then I have my mom. Oh, my goodness. My mom's <laughs> in there with me. And when I tell you I want to strangle her, <laughs> wow, I mean, it's the lot. craziest thing. Yes. Like, I'm telling her to work out with us. I'm telling her to do now. She she'll take her vitamins. Mm-hmm. She'll have an alkaline water. You know she, but she won't go out the house. 
People, she, so she goes out the house the other day with my sister, and she goes to Walmart to get her medicine, and then she goes to Costco. So Costco, it's not a lot of people. It's actually a little, it's way more organized than it was two weeks ago. And of course, you know, Costco does a great job, and uh, the employees do an amazing job, and you know, I love Costco. So she she goes to Costco because she needed some her coffee beans and then um, her oatmeal and like you know she's very particular. Whatever, it's all good. We all are. So then she goes like this. She goes. She goes. I don't even know why these people in Costco are coming up to me. I'm like, mom, they're not coming up to you. They're walking past the aisle. She says, well, you have to stay six feet away. I'm like, mom, calm down. Like she's literally going out and spazzing. And it was her first day out in two weeks. I'm like, listen, go back in your room. I just can't take you right now. All right. Well, we're all going through adjustments right now. But the big question we've been getting all week is, when are we going to get our sports back? From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Major League Baseball may have given us a clue. We're going to share it with you coming up next. Steve Harbin, Catino Mobley with you on the Saturday. Hey, Daddy. do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. Geico.com. It is easy. All right, so everyone has the same question. All right, enough's enough. I mean, we're only two weeks into this, and already people are saying enough's enough. Um, when are we going to get our sports back? So Major League Baseball, Catino, and the Players Union uh, have set some guidelines on when the 2020 MLB season will begin. Now, opening day was supposed to be Thursday. Right. So I'm going <laughs> to give you three Three things that they said had to be in place, okay, in order for the Major League Baseball season to begin. Right. And the, you you give me a, a timeline on when you think these things will happen, okay. all right? Okay. Number one, there are no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans. When do you think we're going to get to the point where there are no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans? When do you think uh, that's going to happen? I think, uh, depending on the climate and uh, what I know about the virus so far, is what's been told that it can't live in heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're approaching the summers all around the country. Okay. Uh, the majority of the country and a lot of these baseball teams are in um, places where they have a summer, mm-hmm. a, a, hot, a really hot summer. <clears throat> so I'm I'm thinking maybe l- late May. Late May, okay, June. That's, okay, very I want to. I want to say. All right, here's another. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, you know, I, we, we are all only guessing. Is what we're all doing. <laughs> uh, here's another thing. There will be uh, the league will not start. Major League Baseball will not start until there are no travel restrictions. That means anywhere. Um, no travel restrictions. In other words, so am I choosing one of these, or I'm just no? I'm 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 sort of asking you, how long do you think it's going to be before there are <clears throat> yeah, zero no, okay, travel so restrictions? No travel restrictions because mm-hmm. you can travel actually now. Yeah, right. I'm, you can. And, and well, then, what about not to certain countries though? Right. I mean, well, there are some restrictions. Right, but I'm just saying for baseball, okay. like a lot of the people are staying in states. All so. right. Well, here's the third and final one, and let's see if you can figure out a timetable for this. Okay. Again, players and league agree that the 2020 MLB season won't begin until medical experts determine the games will not pose a risk to the health of teams and fans. So the idea of guaranteeing that there's no risk 
showing up because we know this. We don't have a vaccine right now for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no vaccine. They're trying to get one. Mm-hmm. But some speculation is we could be a year away before we actually have a a vaccine because once you've developed, I mean, they're working on things right now, but once you've got something. So the idea of somehow guaranteeing, well, again, the language is this, medical experts determine the games will not pose a risk to health of teams and fans. That could be a long time. That could be a really long time where the doctors can guarantee you if you go to this game, you're of no risk of getting COVID-19. Well, listen, I'm not no expert when it comes to this, uh, but what I do understand, unlike pneumonia or uh, the flu uh, and, and well, Ebola, you know, you have these different types of uh, uh, vaccines or what have you. But this this virus is more of um, one of the weaker viruses. And, um, it, it, you know, it, it from the information that's given from vitamin, a lot of vitamin C uh, to B12s to exercising to drinking hot water, drinking teas, um, those things um, eliminate the virus. Um, so. I think that's a daily thing for the person to build up the immune system. So uh, the vaccine, I'm not so much worried about at the moment because I don't really know what's inside the vaccine. So there, there's been some some conspiracy theories about vaccines in itself in general for a lot of, uh, ch- especially smaller children. But now it's going to, you know, th- the powers that be want it mandated throughout everybody that needs to get this vaccine for coronavirus, uh, knowing that it's not even as, it's, it's not even as... Um, detrimental as the flus of the world you know the aids of the world the uh, uh you know ebolas of the world it's, it's not as se- severe right now i think because of the numbers shooting up it's because of how the administration our administration of this country dropped the ball early that's why you see so many casualties which is i was telling my mom this in uh, the other day it's, it's, it's 36 million people in California, right? A certain amount that's in L.A., and it's millions and millions, maybe 15 or something plus millions of people in L.A. There's uh, the casualties in L.A., just L.A. alone because it's such a big city. She got so round up because she says March 7th was only 11. Now it's 200 and something. Like, well, mom, it's millions of people. Right. It's millions. So if you think about it, you got a better chance of making the NBA to NFL mm-hmm. than you do of catching it if you just do what you're supposed to do. Right. Now, that may seem to these Twitter fans and everybody else, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, oh, the stats. But you got to think about it like that because if I sit here and I worry so much about air droplets or airborne or touching this or touching that, wash your hands, period. Before this all happened, these are things you, you do. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Um and by the way, here here's the thing. It's not the only virus in the world, by the way. <laughs> exactly. There, there's a lot of viruses that we have built up an immunity to. See, people don't quite understand this idea that as we grow older, we build up immunity to certain viruses. This is why some people are more susceptible to getting the flu every year, maybe take a flu shot. Then I never take a flu shot. I never get the flu. I mean, I, I apparently my immune system holds up uh, despite the fact that I'm surrounded by flying viruses and everything else. All right. On the other side, I want to get into the dynamic of playing games before zero fans. With Catino Mobley. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. A man that sits alone throughout this show is uh, David Gascon. Uh, 
And, and you're you're an open door policy type guy uh, normally. Yeah, right? I'm I'm always engaging. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the few people that actually talks to everybody here in Fox Sports Radio. Now, by the way, trying to <laughs> sneak in to uh, say hi to Isaac Lohenkron, who occupied your seat right before you did, yeah. uh, that's not happening. No. He literally has the door barricaded so that no one can even open the door yeah. while he's in there. Although I think the door offers more resistance than he does with his <laughs> feeble body, but it's all, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Catino, it's funny you mentioned how you like to watch old tape. Yeah. Um, I just keep watching the ESPN documentary on the uh, OJ Made in America. Mm. Part of the reason it's a little, you know, a little family connection in there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the ESPN stuff is always great with those documentaries, like the two bills. I love them. I love them. Um, Did you see the 12 hour Serena marathon they had on ESPN two yesterday? 12 straight hours of Serena Williams matches. Was it just of Serena? Was just it Serena in- matches. There were six matches, you know, some no doubles. big wins. No, it was just Serena singles and, and you know, classic Grand Slam uh, uh, matches. And they did 12 straight hours of Serena Williams. I guess you missed it on ESPN. I, you I know, I'm, I'm down for tennis, though. Yeah. I, I'm i a big fan of tennis. Right. Men's, women's. Mm. I love the majors. I'll watch tennis more than I'll watch golf. Really? Yeah. See, like if you were, if like uh, Jack Nicholas winning the Masters in '86 or Tiger winning one of his Masters, you would have no interest in reliving that. So I'm I'll, too. It's too slow for me. Yeah. Really? Like I'd rather watch tennis. Yeah. It, like if, for for me to watch golf, I need two things to happen. Mm-hmm. One is I need Tiger Woods to make the cut. Right. And then either I need him to catch fire or just bomb for the final two rounds. Like I, you, I to you, me, I just love looking at the court, especially majors. I, I week to week, I used to work at you know the CBS network on TV, and we would come on after golf. And yeah. I don't know. I I like golf. I like tennis as well. I mean, I, I'll take any kind of live sport now. But <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, badminton. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'll pretty much a little table tennis. Do we, do we you watch a little cornhole? Y'all yeah. want to watch some yeah. cornhole? Yeah. No kidding, right? Yeah. Guys, a uh, couple quick notes: the National Football League Eagles made two moves today, uh, exercising the contracts for Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey. For Wentz in 2020, he'll make a salary of $1.38 million. Next season's base salary is $15.4 million. And obviously everything after that gets accelerated. Denver Broncos have re-signed defensive lineman Shelby Harris to a one-year deal worth $2.5 million. Dallas Morning News reporting that Michael Bennett wants to play next season despite other reports that he is considering retirement. He's 34 years of age. ESPN reporting today that the NBA is considering looking at venues in centralized locations to contain the rest of the regular season. Guys, that would also include non-NBA cities. I would imagine Kansas City is one of those. Still no word yet on when the league's expected to get back to work. And some good news, speaking of ESPN, their analyst Doris Burke, she received a positive diagnosis for the coronavirus, but she says she is symptom-free after two weeks when she initially felt ill. Gentlemen, back to you guys. All right, David, thank you very much. We're coming to you live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we're always trying to draw comparisons, right? Well, what is what is this crisis uh, and again, from a sports standpoint, compared to and and when I hear people talk about nine eleven, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. And I'll I'll tell you why. So everyone was talking about how inspiring sports was in the aftermath of nine eleven, which is absolutely true. Remember, after nine eleven, uh, college football shut down for a week. Uh, same thing with the national. You know, the games went on, 
And the beauty of these games, and obviously baseball was late in the season, you had the World Series and everything else. The beautiful thing about post 9-11 as far as sporting events was concerned wasn't just that the games went on. It was the crowds at the games. You remember those games? You'd watch the TV, and all the fans are waving their American flags, and we're all united here. We're not going to take this. We are together. And you get, you just felt you're like your chest out, like yeah. I mean, we're we're you know, we'll t- bring us on, man. We're all Americans. We're all united in this front against these evil people that that, that perpetrated this 9/11 disaster. Well, we're not going to get that with this. First of all, we don't know when we're going to get any games back, but let's talk about the possibility, or should I say the probability, of games resuming with no fans in the stands. And people say, well, you know, you're still watching the game, but Catino, I've got to ask you, as a man that played a decade in the NBA, who continues to play in front of fans, you know, I could see like a game, but when you're talking about just to, just try to picture this. Imagine four rounds of the NBA playoffs, and every single game is played in an empty arena. Let me ask you the emotions of an mm. NBA player. I, c- I, I couldn't do that. I mean, my my feeling is this: in having been around athletes my whole life, you know, if you're on the road. Crowd's getting all over you. Get you fired up. You're at home. Crowd gets fired up. That fires you up. Can you imagine playing a best of seven series with an NBA championship on the line in an empty arena for every single game? Does that even register with you? Okay, so listen. There's there's two things that we have to understand. When we're playing – basketball, say just in the, in the summer times, and it's closed gym. It's mm-hmm. private to all of us. Right. It gets heated. Yeah. Okay? It gets really heated. So now if you're saying, and that gym is no fans. It's literally just right. the guys. What we have to do is switch our mind. So what the players are going to do is saying, well, look, you missed the, like now, I missed the camaraderie. Okay. So once you get back to the camaraderie, meaning like all of your guys – now, what I don't like is training camp. No one likes training camp, but you get through it mentally. So now when you get past training camp, now it's like we're back at the office. So when you come back at the office, you say, well, I'm getting sick of just playing my guys. I need fans. I need other opponents. That starts to come into play because you get bored. You know, you keep playing the same kind of guys or whatever it is. Now, in your scenario, what you're saying is, okay, there's a four-round, four five-round, whatever it is, four-round series, and we're playing, each, we're playing different teams every round. But it's still, in your brain, your brain's set up to say, well, we're playing empty gyms every single time. Now, maybe the first time to get everything started, you'll be excited. But after a while, maybe a few games, you're like, it's cold. It's, it's kind of like it's, I need energy from people. When you get zero reaction... Like, you make a shot, you miss a shot, right? right? Depending on where you're yeah, home or away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you lived your whole career this way, right? That's what I said Fans after the first. Fans react to whatever you do. Right. That's why I said after the first couple of games, you're Can like, you this is just practice. Like, 
I need the fans. We we love fans. We love fans. We love encouragement. We're, we're still those little boys waiting for the dad or the mom to pat us on the head like, you did a good job. But again, you're a grown man now, and there's people that admire you, right, that worship you, that want to be you, that you're sitting out there saying, I, all right, you, you bring, you're making me the best I can be. Well, my question to you is, would you rather just cancel the season and wait until next year when we can get it back to the way it was or as close to as the way it was than trying to just force an ending to a season under conditions that honestly are not conducive to bringing out the best or the worst in players on the court, especially when we're talking about an NBA championship on the line. Right, right. I, and and I, it's it's not the same as um, San Antonio back in '98 when they won, mm-hmm. uh, and had a, a you know. A well, they played lockout. 50 games that year. I mean, right, they but, had 32 but, games but, were locked out, and then you played 50 games. But my point is, it's like they had fans still, right? Sure, they, they it's did. not like that one, right? But you know. From Avery Johnson uh, to you know Dennis, uh, to David to Tim, that's a different story because they had fans. Now, when you come to this one, I was saying wait to May and then start the playoffs from there. Blah blah blah, whatever. But again, having no fans after a couple of games. I just don't know emotionally how you're going to pick yourself up. Right. Right. That's need, what I'm asking you, you. You need the fans. I don't I don't know how. Like LeBron was saying that, like, I'm not playing if there's no fans. Right. Because that's what I that's what I work for. That's why I work we are See the NBA will work, tell you this. Regardless of how much money we get, we still work for the fans. Well, but he also worked for the NBA. And so the NBA is saying, look at they'll, they'll gather the players. And this was after LeBron made his comments and then he did a, a bit of an about face of, you know, pretty much I'll do what the league asked me. Look, LeBron is the voice of the players. Yes, he is. So whatever LeBron says, the players are gonna follow. Simple as that. But this whole idea, because you might say to yourself, and this is why I asked you this question about how it would be, you might say to yourself, okay, yeah, if we have to do it, you know, and we understand people will be watching on TV, but you're, I, what you're giving me is a very realistic answer. I mean, when you're playing any sport, any sport, especially at the highest level, it's about emotions. It's about getting your head in the game. And if you eliminate a huge part of the game, which is the fans in the arena, fans in the stadium, and you just eliminate that, you might think, oh, I could do that. But like you said, Catino, after a few games, you're like, what? Can you imagine, seriously, if they they get to the NBA final, you've, you've endured two months of this, empty arenas, and then finally a team wins and they have the presentation on the court, and there's nobody there. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's listen. When I tell you empty, again, it's but it's something that we're conditioned to, right? right. Like just imagine, like you know, my mom, she was, <laughs> she's in the house. As soon as she wake up until she goes to sleep, she's on the phone talking, right? Like literally all day long, just yeah. talking, 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 talking. So imagine when you're when you're conditioned to something like we are in mm-hmm. 2020 to our phones. Right, we're addicted to that. Imagine we're addicted to fans. That's who we are. That's right. what we want to. We want to show that we become better. So if we don't have those, I don't know where the energy is going to come from. 
All right, business as usual certainly has not been the phrase we've been using a lot over the last couple of weeks. But one thing will continue as planned. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We'll tell you what it is coming up next. Steve Hartman and Catino Mobley, stay safe. Do the right things. You know what to do now. I mean, we've all been told over and over and over again, what's the right thing to do right now during this crisis? Just follow what they're saying. Eventually, it'll pass, and we'll get back to our lives. Now, everything in the sports world has been postponed, canceled, whatever, except for one thing, one thing, and it's a major, major thing, and that is the NFL draft originally scheduled for April 23rd through the 25th. Now it'll be... April 23rd through the 25th. They are not changing a date on that. Uh, Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the New Orleans Saints, uh, a couple days ago said uh, that it wasn't realistic to have the NFL draft as scheduled because of a lack of access to the players, uh, the inability for scouts to meet with these players and everything else with all the restrictions. The commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, said, oh, no, 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 no. Not only are we going to have the draft as scheduled, anyone from here on that is publicly critical of us maintaining our schedule for the NFL draft will be penalized. Either a fine, suspension, draft picks taken away, harsh, harsh penalties for anyone that is publicly critical. I don't I don't think they need decision. to be I don't need I don't think they need to be harsh. But I do understand his, his the marketing behind it because listen, it's only April, right? It's mm-hmm. well late late March, and uh, football season is not going to start until when, right? August. Mm-hmm. So it, this all can be will be I, I with positive thinking we cleared up by then. So why would you delay something like that? Why don't you get these guys in the draft and? You know, people can video it right now. And I'm on Instagram live. Like, uh, why can't you video it and, and, and go through the process, pick the guys. And then when August comes, do we do? Well, here here's the joke of this. I first of all, I agree with the commissioner in this sense. So Mickey Loomis is, is complaining about, well, we just haven't we don't have enough time. You have plenty of time <laughs> because, first of all, we already had the combine. What did you do at the combine, Mickey? Exactly. Didn't you do your homework? You interviewed all these players. You look at all the – basically, here's what you got with the – with the, most of the players that are taken in the first three rounds of the NFL drafts, a seven-round draft, were at the combine. Okay? They were already there. You saw them. You interviewed them. You worked them out. You saw everything you needed to do. From the fourth round on, those last four rounds is a crapshoot. You're just taking guys. Most of these guys will not have any impact in the NFL. Oh, I know there's a Tom Brady. There's always an exception to the rule. But the vast majority of players drafted after the third round, if you actually get any production from them, it's a bonus because you're not expecting it. And, by the way, you can scout those guys by looking at tape all year long. And also remember this. Throughout the college football season, Mm -hmm. from the opening game till the end of the championship game in college football – NFL scouts are scouting college players all season long. Right. They're attending games. You got multiple scouts regionally, always looking at players throughout the entire college football season. So you leading up to how much time you need, Mickey? Exactly. <laughs> if you haven't figured out your draft board yet, you got some major problems. Okay. So this idea that we need more time, no, you don't, because if you actually have already done your homework. 
which most teams have, you got a pretty good idea of how your draft board is set up. So this, you know, this is one of those, you know, try to build an excuse. Like if, let's say the Saints were to draft somebody in this draft who doesn't pan out. Well, you know, we, we, we didn't have enough time. You know, if we were, if we had a normal time schedule where we could have met with some of these guys and, and had a little more in-person time with them, we, we wouldn't have made that mistake. Get out of here. I mean, the fact is you've had plenty of time. You've been scouting these guys all year long. You have the combine. You have tape of these guys playing football, not just working out in shorts and a tank top. You have plenty of tape on every single player in America if you need it right. to see how they actually mm-hmm. play the game of football. So I, I'm I wonder what his angle is. Like, I, I literally seriously trying to build an excuse. You have a great team. You have a great team. And yes, sure. your yes, your quarterback is leaving soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just inevitable, right? Father time. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to figure out what exactly are you making excuses for? Like you said, you hit it on the nose in every aspect, right? You have videos. You have tape. You've seen these kids. Everything's happening. What are you trying to prolong this for? Well, and again, to build an excuse that if they miss, well, it's because we didn't have enough time. Well, forget <laughs> that. Everyone's got to play by the same rules, Mickey, and you're one of them. Exactly. All right, we're on the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Right now would be the Elite Eight weekend in the NCAA tournament. We're going to relive some unbelievable college basketball moments with the legendary... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Jim Herrick, he will be joining us coming up next. All right, uh, here we are once again on this Saturday, Hartman and Mobley. Uh, Catino, uh, Coach Herrick's uh, phone is going to voicemail. Can you? Uh, oh, let me call make, Coach. He, he's going he's gonna to get him on here. Let me call Coach. Uh, Jim Herrick's going to be joining us. It was uh, 25 years ago. It's hard to believe uh, when my dear friend Sonny Ficaro, 
uh, got me the two best seats in the old kingdom to watch my UCLA Bruins taking on uh, Arkansas for the national championship. Coach Jim Herrick was there and leading the Bruins to their only championship in the last 45 years. Is it going straight to voicemail? All right, we'll, no, we'll... not going straight to voicemail. Maybe he'll call, he'll call my phone back in a second. All right, so he'll call back here. So uh, we wanted to catch up. You know, this this would have been Elite Eight uh, weekend uh, as far as college basketball is concerned. And we think about so many, uh, just the pressures of Elite Eight uh, games, uh, the idea that you are one game away uh, from a chance to go to the Final Four, which is the dream of every college basketball player, every college basketball coach. Uh, if you're a coach, suddenly you're looked in a different light if you have a Final Four appearance on your resume. By the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And, uh, you know, we're watching some of these replays of classic Elite Eight games, and probably the most famous Elite Eight game ever uh, was the Christian Leitner game-winning shot against Kentucky. You know where that was at. I, I know that one. That was in Philadelphia, baby. Yes, it was. Yes. Now, let's see, 1992, you were what, in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. High school. With uh, some tight shorts on. Uh, so Rick Patino was the coach, obviously, at Kentucky. Coach K was at Duke. Uh, by the way, you remember about that game going in, the job that Patino did to rebuild that Kentucky program. Remember Eddie Sutton came in? Yeah. They had all kinds of sanctions against him. Yeah. Patino came in. They had almost no scholarship players. Then they got a guy, Jamal Mashburn. Oh, and so they basically, they basically built their team around Jamal Mashburn <sighs> with a bunch of guys, just guys. Uh, and they almost pulled off, and, and it, it took, again, the miracle shot by Leitner, uh, by, uh, almost knocked off the number one team in the country, Duke, that year. What was it, Grand Hill's pass? Grand Hill pass. Christian Leitner's dribble left, go right, fade, But you shot. remember, and to this day, they asked Patino, think about this. So they have to make a shot at the buzzer, right, to, to win this game. You put nobody on the inbound pass. Nobody. So Hill had the whole court. He had to throw it down the court, and you didn't put anybody to front Leitner. So essentially, it was a free pass. Just a, all all Grand Hill had to do was throw an accurate pass. There was nobody in front of him. There was nobody in front of Leitner. You just you you see Leitner there, and you let somebody and, who and has all a you, pedigree all you of have football. To do, and all you have to do is throw the ball straight to him. I mean, what was Patino thinking? But how about this one? Grand Hill's father played what? Calvin Hill played for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and Grand Hill's well, well, an athlete. I you mean, see Grand Hill's daughters if, right now? Seriously, if 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 you were a player on the bench and the coach is telling you, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to back everybody up. And we're going to allow Grand Hill to throw an uninterrupted pass straight to Christian Leitner. Right. As a player coach, don't don't you think don't you think we should, you know, maybe at the very least, have somebody on the inbound pass jumping up and down to make it more difficult for Grand Hill yeah. to try to complete. A, Sometimes a pass you have brain farts and you overthink. You overthink. You have brain farts. I don't and even I guess, understand what the thought process would well, have been. Well, double teaming someone, right? A close up, and if you make a, a long court pass, then they have to shoot over top of someone. Well, it uh, took a great shot, still, but I mean, the inbound passer. I'm just thinking like what their theory right. is as far as like. 
you know, sometimes you overthink it. Like, you know who's a really great coach, but he overthought a lot. Mm. He Not overthought a lot, but he overthought uh, at times that it was, it was crucial. It's Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Mike Dunleavy X's and O's are great. He's got he's got plan A, he's got plan B, but the problem is it's like a C D E F and G. Like it's just too many. Did you Especially play for, for him the, with the Clippers? I played for him with the Clippers, yep. yeah. I played for Mike with the Clippers. And uh Mike, it's a great guy. Me and Mike used to go have lunch together. We talk it out. Like Mike is just he's actually he's really brilliant. He's mm-hmm. really smart. Yeah. Mike, when he played uh back in the day in the early eighties, Mike Actually, not only did he play that his brother, I forget his brother's name, worked on Wall Street, Mike worked on Wall Street. So like they had like two jobs, two, three jobs, these basketball players back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Which is like unheard of here now when you're making so much money. Yeah. That's I mean so it it happened though, and of course it still goes down as one of the most memorable moments in college basketball history. Of course, the game winning shot uh, from Christian Leitner. No, I, I, I think back, I've been following the NCAA tournament, watching it. Since, obviously, I was a kid. I mean, I go back to the John Wooden dynasty days. It was a much smaller tournament in those days, obviously. In fact, they didn't even go to 32 teams. 32 teams until uh, Wooden's last year as the head coach at UCLA in 1975. You know, some people always say that, well, you know, Coach Wooden had some good advantages. I mean, it was a smaller tournament. Yeah, but here was the caveat. Up until his last year... The only way to actually get in the tournament was to win your conference. Right. There was no second, third place teams right. that would get into the NCAA tournament. So you actually had to win your conference just to qualify. And what was interesting in those days, there was only one conference that had a conference tournament, and that was the ACC. Right. The ACC and and the winner of the ACC tournament was the only ACC team that then would move on to the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Imagine if that were true today. I mean, it changed the whole dynamic of the sport. Think about how many NCAA champions over the last 45 years did not win their conference, did not win their conference tournament. They just got hot at the right time during the NCAA tournament and won it all. So it it does change the dynamic when you look back at Coach Wood and, well, he could never have done what he did today. Well, maybe not. But at the same time, what he did then, uh, if you try, if you try to won. apply to it today, no one would have a chance to do what he did. I mean, right. who's going to win that many consecutive conference championships or conference championship so, games? So let me ask you a question. Yeah. And, and, and you've watched so much basketball. Your best performance, just your own opinion, yeah. in a season for a college basketball player. Wow. I, I know mine. I know mine. Okay, well, I, I have ever, I have ever. historical reference. I mean, th- these are tough because I mean I could go way back, go I mean, as far go as back, back as you want. But as far as the best individual season by a college basketball player, and it doesn't I, even I, have to be the season. I'm talking about from from conference tournaments to uh, like it doesn't even have to be. It's just right. your opinion. But because I have my person. All right. Well, okay. I love this. Okay. First of all, individual performances. Um, we can talk about Bill Walton in mm-hmm. the 1973 NCAA championship game where he was 21 of 22 from the field and scored 44 points. Wow. Okay, so that's a little bit tough. I'll, t- I'll give you another great championship game that goes even further back, and it's wholly forgotten right now. Gail Goodrich, Gail uh, who's Goodrich. a Hall of Fame guard with the Lakers. You remember him with that. His last game at UCLA – 
uh, when UCLA won their second consecutive championship. They're playing the number one team in the country, Michigan. They had a great player named Cassie Russell. Cassie had some Russell. great ru- games on the Knicks. He scored 42 in that game. Remember, there's no three-point line. There's not even a shot clock in those days, right? <laughs> and he put up 42. But to me, if you're talking about the most dominant NCAA tournament player, how do you argue with a guy named Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Three years at UCLA, three national championships, three times the most outstanding player of the Final Four. That has never been done by any man since, before, and probably never will happen again because even if you're the MVP of one, you're not going to stay for two more years in college. All right, so I'm giving you some ancient history. You give me your your thought of the greatest performer in the NCAA tournament or NCAA basketball. For me? Yeah. Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. That's uh, unbelievable in 2011. I mean, when I tell you, oh, my good. Well, hold on, hold on. All right, so we are going to uh, we're going to get to Jim Harry. I want you to hang on to Kemba yeah. Walker's 2011 run, which obviously include. All right, well, joining us right now is a man who 25 years ago gave me one of my greatest memories uh, in guiding UCLA to the national championship. Catino, you and him were part of a magical run for Rhode Island back in 99, 1998. Coach Jim Herrick is joining us right now. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Steve Cat. Doing good, man. I love you. He's yeah. the best. You know, Coach and I have had many moments over the years. I remember in 1992, I was doing my radio show, and UCLA got to the Elite Eight, and I congratulated Coach on getting there. And he goes, Hartman, you blow like the wind. You blow like the wind. You know, one day I'm a hero, the next day I'm a goat. And, uh, <laughs> Coach, we have so many I, – I, I will – you know, uh, your beautiful wife, uh, Sally, I'll never forget this, Kat. You ready for this? 1993 Final Four, we're in New Orleans. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And, you know, UCLA could have knocked out the Fab Five. I mm-hmm. mean, they had them on the ropes, lost an overtime game in the second round. And I was always hypercritical of my Bruins if they mm-hmm. didn't win, right? So it was the day after the championship game, but we were stuck in New Orleans one more day. So I sent my uh, – I was there with Chet Forty, and uh, we. I sent my producer down. I said, look, if you see anybody you recognize, anybody, bring them on up for an interview. So who does he find? Coach Herrick and Mrs. Herrick. And they're walking up the stairs, and, and Sally gave me the worst look, Coach. I mean, she wanted to absolutely kill me because I've been so critical of you. And you're, I love it, Coach Herrick. He goes – you know Hartman, don't you? <laughs> she gave me this desk there. But, Coach, it's great to hear from you. We have a lot of things we'd love to talk to you about. But we uh, just let's just start with the cancellation of this year's NCAA tournament, which hasn't happened, obviously, since the tournament began in 1939. You were part of it, four different schools. So many memories in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, as one of the very few to actually win this NCAA tournament, what what – what were your thoughts when they made the decision to cancel this year's tournament? Well, first of all, it's really devastating for the seniors on, on the teams uh, around the country. And then especially it's devastating for teams that really would have had a chance to win it. Leonard Hamilton had a great club at Florida State, won the ACC championship. Dayton has a monster player there and Abby Tobin who – could lead him to a championship. Gonzaga could have been could, could have been Gonzaga's chance to to win one. So I tell you, it's uh, it's just devastating for something like that to happen. Coach, um, let me ask you a question. How how I you know what's the uh, little point guard you had? I think it's his second year. Um, um, I Ezekiel, what's his name? Uh, point guard um, for our okay. CSUN? For Gomez season? or, no, or the, Brown? No, 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 no. Elijah. Is Elijah? Elijah Hartless, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. so he DM'd me the other day. He was talking. He's talking about missing me. I, I miss you guys. I was. Uh, I went down there kind of volunteering just to kind of see Coach last year, Steve, uh, with uh, CSUN. They had about, you had about eight freshmen last year, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Pat, we went down. We went down to Irvine a couple of weeks ago, and Elijah Arkins laid thirty on him. Cat Elijah is really good, Steve. This well, kid. a lot of people don't know that Coach Herrick very much still involved with Coach Godfrey, of course, who tutored under Coach Herrick and and, and keeping busy coaching. Uh, I mean, it's it's something you just can't get out of your system, right, Coach? I mean, this opportunity for you to still be very much a part of the game. Well, Mark got the job. Now, can you figure Mark Godfrey living in Raleigh, North Carolina, getting a job at Northridge, which is about <laughs> 20 minutes from my house. So, you know, he said, come on out and help us. So, you know, I'd been retired a while. And, uh, boy, I tell you, we've had a lot of fun. We had a kid this year named Terrell Gomez who led the nation in foul shooting and uh, an all-league player, really a good player. And uh, they had, they hadn't done very well, and two years ago they didn't even make the tournament. And this year we got second, and we had won four straight. And we again ourselves thinking of us, 
we were really playing well getting ready. We were on the bus, Steve, on the bus driving to the Honda Center to play the game, to play our first round in the tournament when we got the call that it had been canceled. And we were playing well and really thought we had a good chance to, to win the tournament, but I'm sure there were a lot of people who thought they had chances to win it. So, Listen, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer, and mm. uh, I don't know what it is about – uh, Coach Herrick, if it, I don't think anybody would have known who I was if it wasn't for Coach Herrick. Um, and you know, there's, there's, and, and not to, not to uh, demean the people from Cardinal Doherty that helped me out, like Ludlow and the Mark Heimerdingers and guys. But you know, Coach Herrick for me and Max Good, Coach Herrick for me, those two guys are guys that uh, men that believed in me. Um, and there were certain philosophies about how you live your life that I got from them. And I, you know, I, I coach is, he's, he's, you know, he's that father that, um, you know, I had, I have fathers, but he was just that father when I was on the court, he kept my mind calm as crazy as I was as a person. And, you know, when he came, when, uh, when he came to see some, I knew those, and I was telling Elijah, I was telling a lot of those guys, I'm like, you guys will be okay, I'm telling you, because I don't know what it is, what, whatever kind of thing he sprinkles in the air, but success always comes his way, and you can see that they're building um, over there in uh, Northridge. If things go well, we can be really, really good next year, but you never know the landscape because kids run and change and transfer and transfer for and so you really don't know what the landscape's going to be right now, but uh, we're having a lot of fun out there. Coach, I know winning the championship in 1995 uh, has got to be your highlight, but I've, I've always said the greatest job you did was that first year at Rhode Island with Catino and that team. To get that team to the Elite Eight when nobody thought that was even possible and then unfortunately to suffer that loss to Stanford in that Elite Eight game – not that I want to relive this painful moment for Catino, but I got to ask you just about that season in general. When you look back on your coaching career, what that first year at Rhode Island meant to you? That was one of the magical years I've ever had at coaching. It wasn't for winning the national championship. That might be the best year I've ever had in coaching. Uh, it was just, it was just really magical. I, you know, no one expected anything, and uh, you know, I went to the fall meeting. Uh, uh, of the A-10 coaches, and, and they picked the top 15 players in the league, and Catino wasn't even in it. And he ends up being the MVP of the whole league. And, uh, you know, we go take him to Philadelphia, and we open the Apollo, the Temple's new stadium, and I was really scared of taking a guy back home uh, to perform in front of his family and friends and things, and he just goes in there and lays 30 on him and uh, – you know, you know, Steve. I'll tell you something. Uh, you got to be lucky, and and we were lucky. We've been lucky. We've been unlucky. I've lost some games, won some games. But if we'd have got a bounce of the ball in that Stanford game and got to the Final Four, Catino mm. Mobley thought, and I can't dispute it, he that he was the best player in the country, and and he was going to put this team on his shoulders and lead him to a national championship. And you know what? He could have. He could have done that, but you got to be, you know, the ball's got to bounce your way. But we, we really had a chance, and it was, it was great. It was a great run. You know, it's funny, and I appreciate that, Coach. It's funny. It's like um, I was, 
You know, it, it's funny, kind of like this virus, Steve and yeah. Coach, um, and and um, and the, the administration of this country. I say again, uh, dropped the ball, and it's kind of like leading us to so that's the father leading their children, and not to demean people in the United States of America like their children. And Donald Trump's the father, but just the person that you look forward to, like when there was Obama in a situation that would happen, he would keep you calm. And I think for me and saying that, you know, it's it's kind of like growing up and you don't have that figure of uh, that oracle or that calmness to be able to help you through your process. Um, and, and what that's what we're going through as Americans right now, where we there's no answer and we were rattled and we're, we have fear or whatever. But uh, when I was playing, uh, what coach is saying is I, I, I didn't just psych myself I had the backing of a Jim Herrick. I had the backing of my stepfather. I had the backing of my father and Alvin Williams and his father, Alvin Sr., and a lot of fathers that are out there that supported me and knew how good I was. I think when you have that type of confidence, then you can truly bring whatever is that's in you out of you. And I think Jim Herrick, for me, just for me, uh, did that for me, and and I, you know, I psyched myself into playing, like saying to myself, like I don't care about Paul Pierce, I don't care about anyone, but I think I'm the best in this, you know, I think I'm the best in this tournament, and I'm going to try to prove it. And like Coach said, sometimes the ball don't bounce your way. That doesn't mean that you know, um, you you're not you know, at the highest level, whatever it is. But, you know, I, I that was one of the best moments of my life. I wish I could relive it, but, you know, it's just what it is. Steve, that, that, that official still got the whistle lodged in his throat and he forgot to blow it. <laughs> Kat, I got, I got to tell you one of my favorite moments. Um, so, Coach's first year at Georgia um, – so I was I went to Atlanta to cover the Super Bowl, the Rams Titans Super Bowl. And we're looking at the schedule and Georgia had a home game against Kentucky on the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. And so we just got in the car and we just drove unannounced from Atlanta to Athens. Mm-hmm. So it's about halftime of this game and there's no security. Like we literally just walk into the arena, Philly Billy Warndell and I walk into the arena. So after the game, coach does a little post-game show and he's just sitting there courtside. And we're sitting like three rows up in these empty stands just staring at him. And all of a sudden he looked at me and go, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> oh, man. I was on Billy's show. I was on Billy's show a couple weeks ago. I know you were. He told me yeah. about that, Coach. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Chad, I talked. To, I talked to Tyson Wheeler and Preston Murphy this week. So did you? Yeah, I've I talk, had a good. And you, I've had a good week. I I, I Facetimed Tyson yesterday because he wants Tyson's. He's living the dream. He's like two two hours away from Boston. He's two hours away from New York. He lives on five point six acres, Steve. Uh, and coach, and he sends me a picture from Pinterest that he wants to build a gym, right? In, in a like a half court gym in his house, and I'm like, bro, that that's amazing. I want to build that around my house because I'm <laughs> sitting on two acres in, in uh, Woodland Hills. So, um, you know, we were just talking about that. But I remember one time, funny, I forget what kid it was. I for, I don't know what kid it was. We were in the gym, and um, this kid, oh, gosh, what kid was it? I have no clue. But coach said he stopped the practice. He just said, son. He said, listen to me. He said, <laughs> he said, you might not be the fastest. You might not be the strongest. You might not be the tallest. But it's one thing all of us can do. 
that's foul. And you're not even doing that, son. You got to go sit down. <laughs> ah, that is great stuff. Oh, gosh. It was so funny. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, we love you. Take care. Um, it is great to catch up with you. We're going to have to do this more if Kat and I do a lot of shows. We could always spend a little time with Coach Eric. Uh, and anytime. Not, anytime. Well, Coach, uh, we love you. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Love you, Coach. All right, Steve. We go back a long way, oh. Steve, so take care of yourself. Will Kat, do. great talking. Love Steve, you, buddy. Coach. Keep in touch. All right, love you, man. All right, there See we go. You. The great uh, Jim Herrick joining us right there. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to come back to a little recap of that coming up next. All right, we don't normally do this where we go straight to uh, Gascon. But because of our extended time with Coach Herrick from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's find out what's trending right now with uh, David Gascon. Nothing wrong with coming back to me after a quick pause in the action. Yeah, a little pause. You know, we uh, it, it's great catching up with Coach Herrick. I yeah, mean, he's, he's on the bench with CSUN this year, or this past season. Yeah, I mean, Coach is still going strong right now. He is... Uh, 81 years young, and uh, and keeping active, which is great. What do you think about him in the Hall of Fame? Well, I'll put it this way. When you look at the list of coaches that have won just a NCAA championship, yeah. it's a pretty short list. And then consider that he took four different schools to the NCAA tournament, Pepperdine, UCLA, Rhode Island, and Georgia. Uh, that, that That's on par with a lot of guys that are already in the Hall of Fame. Better than some of them in the hall. How many of years? How many years has has uh, um, um, uh, Mike Shushevsky uh, coached? Uh, well, now it's almost forty years. Forty years, and he's won five. Yeah, one one school. Forty years, he's won five, and he's had. Think about this in forty years. How many All Americans has he's had? Right. So yeah. to put Jim Herrick in it is a no brainer. Jim Jim Herrick can take a Catino Mobley, a Tyson Wheeler. Uh, a Georgia squad, a Pepperdine squad. You can take those guys yeah. that weren't All-Americans coming out of high school and get you far. So, like, for me, it's not just about your X's and O's. It's literally about how you deliver your message on and off the court to your players. And to this day, a lot of Jim Herrick's players, and I know a lot of guys, they love coach. Like, of course, they love Mike Shashevsky uh, and, right. and Roy Williams and, you know, everybody loves Dean Smith. But there's only a certain amount of elite coaches, the Rick um, the Rick uh, Patinos and, the you know, John Calipari's of the world, but they just have this message, the John Thompson's of the world, that have that message to you on and off the court. And I think what's most important that people really don't understand is the message that's off the court. Yeah. Right? And, and, and a lot of these inner-city kids, me being one of them, and I was blessed to have two fathers – and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of mentors before Jim Herrick, but uh, what 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 they miss is that 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 message from that man on how to conduct yourself on and off the court, and I think that's what builds that success when you're on the court and when you leave when you leave uh, you, you know your university or your college. And right. he, he was a straight shooter too, wasn't he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he. Listen, he he would hit you with these philosophical phrases. You know what I mean? You know. Uh, it just good luck. No, it's opportunity meets preparation. Like you know, he's just like wait. I'm like what? <laughs> oh, he's a character. I mean, he has always been a, a, literally. A, he, he came to use uh, 1977. That's how long I've known uh, 
Coach Herrick. Guys, speaking of basketball, a couple of items to report. ESPN reporting that the NBA is considering looking at venues that are centralized locations to continue the rest of the regular season. That also includes non-NBA cities. Uh, ESPN analyst Doris Burke received a positive diagnosis a few days ago on the coronavirus, but she says she is symptom-free after two weeks when she initially felt ill. College football news, former South Dakota redshirt senior safety Philip Powell has transferred to Washington State. Ohio State received a verbal commitment from five-star tailback Travion Henderson. Henderson is ranked number two in the entire country among running backs in 2021 by 24-7 sports and 17th overall amongst all players in the nation. National Football League, Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, and also Malik Jackson among five different players for the Eagles that had their, ex- their contracts exercised today by the team. Broncos have re-signed defensive lineman Shelby Harris on a one-year deal, and Giants have picked up tight end Eric Tomlinson. Gentlemen, back to you. Hi, David. Thank you very much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, good to catch up with Coach Herrick out there. Uh, again, this is that time of the year where we would be fully immersed into the March Madness. This would uh, have been Elite Eight weekend. Next week would be the Final Four in Atlanta. And it's just, just a magical time where college basketball really takes center stage. It's something that you totally associate with the month of March. Uh, it also would have been opening day for baseball on Thursday. Uh, Kat, you've played all sports out there. I know you're a baseball guy, basketball guy, football guy. You you follow all the sports out there. Um, as far as opening day baseball, uh, was that a big deal for you as a kid? Uh, you know, you know. obviously, I take it you were a Phillies fan. Is that Philly, correct? Yeah. Uh, listen, it was uh, Tony Krupp. Uh, what uh, Lenny Dykstra? Lenny Dykstra, yes. Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, growing up. Well, when the Phillies got to the World <clears throat> Series in 1993, that was a big deal for you, right? Lenny yeah, Dykstra. No, had, for sure. Like Lenny. Kurt Schilling on that team. Pitching. Uh, I mean, D- Kruk, the late great Darren Dalton. I mean, I, I loved them because in Philadelphia, my childhood was amazing. Uh, even though, you know, there was, of course, you have these tra- these traumatic situations that happened during your childhood. But growing up in Philadelphia where you have the Flyers, you have the Phillies, you have the Eagles, you have the Sixers, you know, uh, it, it's just it, it, everybody – just love sports. We walk into the arenas. We're getting the sub to go here, and all the arenas were in South Philadelphia. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I, I was blessed. I'm, I'm blessed out of all the, uh, you know, um, cities that you can live in that I lived in. You know, I'm pretty sure Chicago was one of those amazing cities where you had four sports. And uh, it was very compact, right? So L.A. has four sports, but it's so spread out. Right. Whereas Philadelphia, Boston's of the world, um, even New York, right? On the subway, like I, people have to like if you have if you haven't done this out there in the world, your bucket list should be going to Boston and trying to go to all the games, going to you know New York and going to Chicago, going to Philadelphia, and really seeing that East Coast kind of um, camaraderie and uh, that blue collar kind of thing and how America was built, Um, you know, when it comes to um, that unity of, uh, you know, it's not so much about a skin color, but um, just that jersey that you're wearing, you know, and uh, it's all fun and it's all fun and games. And, uh, you know, for me, um, just watching those guys in baseball and, you know, from Lenny and and, and John and, and, and all those guys, 
I wanted to play baseball. My stepfather was a, a catcher. And, um, you know, the older I got, the, the more I needed to be a little more active. Right. You know, because yes. I pitched and I played in outfield. And I said, you know what? This is a little slow for me. Sure. I love it. It's slow. But let me do some football. Let me do some basketball. Let me do something else that will keep me moving a little bit more because before I was a little crazy. Yeah. I, baseball, opening day for me as a kid was big. Uh, baseball when, of my generation, baseball still reigned supreme. It was the sport in this country. The NFL was beginning to get you know, to that level, but they weren't there. The NBA was almost like a niche sport. Of course, growing up in LA, Jerry West was my hero growing up. And so I followed the Lakers, obviously, religiously. But one opening day I will never forget, let's put this in perspective, 1981, Dodgers Stadium, opening day. And I got seats in the left field pavilion at Dodger Stadium. How much they were? $2. $2. That's wow. how much it cost. So it's opening day. I get tickets for $2. Uh, this is when I was attending UCLA at the time. And uh, the Dodgers are scheduled to open up with Jerry Royce, who was coming off a great year pitching-wise uh, in 1980. But he was a late scratch. And they're playing the Houston Astros. And on the mound was a different left-hander, making his first major league start. His name, Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando and what Valenzuela. he did that day was he threw a complete game shutout in his first major league start against the Astros. He started that season 8-0 with five shutouts, the greatest start of any pitcher in modern history to their career. Of course, Fernando became an absolute legend with Dodger fans out there. But, uh, yeah, I can remember that like it was almost yesterday. Of course, I remember everything like it was almost yesterday. Steve, I don't know how you do it. I promise you I don't know how you do it. Yeah. My my stepfather used to tell me, uh, and this may happen to you sometimes where you have to tell on yourself because you remember so much yeah. as you can't play dumb, right? You can't act like you right. <laughs> you forgot something. Well, that the, the, here's the problem. It, it's it's a little obnoxious. I mean, most of my memory is is for my own entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, which is great. The, you know, you know how this is, you know, and you've been this. You're we all do this, right? So everyone starts sharing stories and everything else, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that guy that seems to feel like I've, I'm going to one-up everybody. Like, right. you know, it, it always reminds me when I was in a celebrity race right. uh, out in Long Beach. I was part of that race for 22 years. So it was a year I was actually racing. And one of the drivers in the race was Buzz Aldrin, you know, along with Neil Armstrong, the first two men to walk on the moon. So we got this group of celebrities. You got music people and movie actors and then People like me, low level. And so, <laughs> low so, level. So, so we're sitting there. This was during the first practice, right? Uh, and this is our introduction to everybody. So everyone's like, introduce yourself. I'm this, blah, 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 blah. Buzz Aldrin went last. And he goes, my name is Buzz Aldrin, and I walked on the moon. Anybody want to top that? <laughs> sort of put things in perspective, right? But... That's the thing about me with stories is that I just seem to remember all these stories and I don't want to just, you know, constantly one up people. But I do feel like it's it's good to sort of share because the one thing I've always felt about working in this industry, Kat, being a, a former, you know, professional athlete is that so many people that listen to sports and, and really follow sports and everything else, they want to know what's it like. I mean, I still get fascinated after all these years of what it's like to be a world-class athlete. I can't even imagine. I've had so many friends over the years that are athletes, continue to be athletes over the years. 
that wasn't me. I'm an observer. I'm not a performer. Mm-hmm. The idea of of playing in the NCAA basketball tournament, like as you guys ran on the court for that Elite Eight game, you know, 22 years ago against Stanford, the thought that you were one game away. What did Coach Eric say to you guys before that game? What did he say after that incredibly devastating loss after the game? What, what so, was that whole like with Coach Eric? So before the game, what Coach always did, uh, and I say this um, – I said this before, what Coach always did was he spoke to you in a very calm setting. Mm -hmm. So what he didn't want you to do is think too much because just like uh, life, uh, basketball is an imperfect sport. Man, Life is an imperfect and you can't be perfect, right? But you can strive for perfection. It's totally different. Um, and, and, And right before the game, you know, he kind of explains to you not before the game, but just throughout that process of the year. It's like, as long as you do your best every single day, you have to just live with the result or whatever it is, right? So if you're cheating yourself, you're supposed to make 100 threes and make 100 free throws and make 100 shots and touch the line on each side. If you're doing that every single day, sometimes you just have to take the failures if they are that or, you know, embrace the wins if they are that. Right. And embrace both. So when these moments happen, he's not really long winding you. He's not talking to you where there's a point where you start to in your brain create this anxiety that I have to do this. All you have to do is say to yourself is now it's like, you know what? I shot over 10,000 shots. I've done this. I touched the line. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Now, it's not even up for me anymore. The universe is going to give me what I deserve at the moment, whether it's a lesson, right, or not. But I have to be able to, you know, just go forward with this and just do my best like I was doing before. So he will say just like, hey, guys, listen, stay with stay with what we're talking about. Have fun. Don't look over here, right? Just kind of like be you. And then after the game, when we lost to Stanford – I can't even imagine if you don't know this game again. Uh, Rhode Island had it. I mean, yeah, like what were we up eleven so, with yeah, a minute yeah. and something to go. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, I mean, it God. was it was. I mean, either one of the greatest comebacks. Stanford, Arthur Lee, they're all American. Just hit everything. Coach Herrick talked about the official swallowing a whistle. But oh, I mean, I can't imagine you guys walking off that court, this oh. magical run, and that close to the Final Four. What what does he even say? He, you know, he he was he was crying. He was tired. He was he was. I was emotional. I was an emotional wreck. Um, he he basically just said, "I'm proud of you. Don't hang your heads. You guys did amazing." And he didn't really give us an excuse because we, you know, whether I turned it over or missed a shot or Tyson missed a shot or Antonio missed a rebound or this person did this. He wasn't really giving an excuse. He was just kind of like trying to ease the 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 pain mm-hmm. the 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 and then at a young and adult age you know you're 22 20 21 years old you don't really know how to process these things and that's what I'm talking about in life whereas though he's one of those oracles those father figures those mentors motivational speakers where he can relieve those type of traumas mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you would say short, uh, um, really make them shorter than it would if you didn't have a coach like that and now you're thinking about it for so long because he didn't prep you for that moment, right? Because he's prepping you for two moments, right? Those moments that's going to hurt you, right, inside and then those moments that's going to be those successful moments where it's like embrace it, 
enjoy it, but understand we still have more to do. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, there are ramifications for the cancellation of the NCAA tournament, and if it goes any further into the football season, college sports could be in trouble. We're going to explain why coming up next. Steve Harbin and Catino Mobley. All right, coming up at the top, we're going to get into some more NFL news, but you know, this has been uh, strange times right now. We've been talking a lot about what's uh, what's happening, what's not happening out in the sports world. I got to ask you this, Katino. I'm listening. <laughs> Actually, we got a little sidetracked here. We're just sharing some common experiences. You know, like everybody else, you're just sort of sitting at home these days. And, you know, it's interesting because we don't have a lot of people on the road. Think about some of the things you want to maintain from what's happening right now. For me personally, the incredible experience of these last couple of weeks has been the fact that the streets are empty as far as travel is concerned. Now, most people are just staying at home, so they're not really experiencing this. But I'm one of the very few people, not only that work seven days a week, but I'm still traveling to my work every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm not working out of my home. I'm coming to this studio. I'm coming to a different studio during the week. I'm going back to my TV station. So all my, I'm doing all this traveling. And honestly, I have not seen like the streets of Los Angeles this consistently empty since the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. When they were held in L.A. and I just started working for the Raider organization at the time, uh, everyone was freaking out. Like the whole world's going to come to L.A. But it was just the opposite. Everyone decided to coincide their summer vacations with the Olympic Games, and the streets were empty. I wonder if this is going to change people's personal habits. Once we get through this crisis period and as eventually we evolve back into our lives uh, as close to normal as possible, whether we're going to get the takeaways, you know, talking about, you know, washing your hands all the time or maintaining a certain level of personal space. You think you'll ever shake anybody's hand again, or had you already eliminated that? No, nah, no, nah, I'm definitely going to shake hands. But like when I shake hands, I'm not going to sit here and put my hand in my mouth or my eyes either. Right. I usually keep hand sanitizer on me anyway. Like that's just kind of a germaphobe that I am as a, you know, individual. Way before this, but uh, as far as habits, uh, there's you. Uh, 21 days to break it, 90 days to become a lifestyle. So hopefully if these, whatever people are doing right now, these 21 days, those days are something that's going to help you through your future. So in that 90 days will become a lifestyle for you. All right. So we're going to get to the impact of the cancellation of the NCAA basketball tournament and what it would mean if there were a delay or elimination of the college football season for some of the smaller sports. We're also going to talk about two big name quarterbacks with very similar resumes but two different outlooks on their future of the NFL. We continue it all right here on Fox Sports Radio. Rolling on as we do every day here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, I want to clarify a couple things here. Uh, First of all, at the very top, uh, any comments that either one of us make are our own. There are opinions, and that's the way we do it here, and we'll always do it there. I'm not going to get any specifics, but people make comments all the time about something Cat says or I say. Sometimes they associate what I say to him or he says to me 
and we're individuals here. So we all make our own individual opinions. We respect everybody, has a right to say whatever they want to say. That's the way it is in America. So you can disagree. You can also, that's part of your uh, situation. Oh, look at Sam. He disagrees almost with everything that he hears on this show. It's unbelievable. That I is true. Say. No, no, that true. is true. Hypercritical. And I'm, yes. it's okay, but it's you're, it's a free country, Sam. It's a free country. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you wiping down my everything over here because something probably scared you a little bit, so you come over here. <laughs> uh, also, we had Coach Herrick on, 81 years young, and he started coughing at the end. He caught, it was what we call a laugh cough. Because I'm funny. So, <laughs> so Catino said something that made him laugh, and then, you know, sometimes you start laughing so hard you start coughing. He's fine, okay? I just want to also <laughs> clarify that. Everyone's, always, everyone's a little on edge. We get it, that, you know. A um, couple of guys that might be on edge right now in the NFL are Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. To give you an idea how busy last week was in the NFL, I saw a pro football talk and listed like the top 50 potential free agents. 46 of the 50 signed a deal last week, either with a new team or re-signed with their current team or franchise tagged or, you know, 46 out of 50 were accounted for. Uh, one guy that was not was Jameis Winston. And then, of course, Cam Newton, now that he's been released by the Carolina Panthers, is also on the market. Let's start with Cam Newton right now. And, of course, Catino, former quarterback. And uh, so you you relate to these guys. By the way, both these guys were Heisman Trophy winners. Both of them were the number one pick in their respective drafts. Okay, so very similar backgrounds. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Cam, of course, five years before Jameis. But let's start with Cam Newton right now. Mm-hmm. 2015, he's the NFL's most valuable player. He is having a, an incredible season, 15-1 Panthers. Of course, they lost to that great Denver defense, and he did not have a good day. And his reaction after the game wasn't all that hot either. But this is a guy that at his peak has shown that he is one of the elite quarterbacks of the NFL. He's had injury problems. He only played two games a year ago, and the Panthers turned the page on him. So the early reports right now that Cam is available are not promising. There doesn't seem to be a lot of commotion about teams jumping in as far as making him their starting quarterback. Let's talk with the Washington Redskins. Uh, Remind me again, who's the new Washington Redskins coach? That would be Ron Rivera. Is it Ron Rivera? Is it? Isn't it Ron Rivera? Yeah. Uh, Who was the coach? Of Cam Newton in Carolina. Ron Rivera. Yeah, and they have Dwayne Haskins, who played one year as a starter at Ohio State, who was a first-round pick. But to say that they're set with Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback of the future, I think it would be at the very least premature right now. Right. But it doesn't seem like they have any interest, at least right now, in signing Cam Newton. So from your seat looking afar at Cam Newton, why do you think a guy – who has that kind of talent, he's 30 years old, would generate so little interest, at least right now, around the National Football League. Okay, so I love this. Now, I I, I come in from that psychological perspective, okay? And what, what do I mean by that? How many years have Cam Newton played in the NFL, right? Right. So he's uh, played now, let's see, he's played uh, nine years. Okay, so you have nine years. So his first year... Phenom, second year, amazing, potential, mm-hmm. third year, fourth year, blah, 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 MVP. Yes. Now, how many great years has he had? Not a lot of great years, but because of his statue, because him having that amazing uh, run in mm-hmm. college yeah. and then getting to the pros and being just this massive King David-looking 
Greek gotti, mm-hmm. you know, man, and being able to throw the football not accurately, right? Um, his his um his form and a lot of different things was always questionable, but he just delivered uh, because he was just so big, right? From running the ball, passing the ball, whatever. He had an arm, right? Now it's nine years later. Now let's take off the field. What are you doing off the field that rubs people wrong? Because see, you could be an amazing person. You could be an okay player and an amazing person in the locker room. What do you think about him off the field? I, that's it's not me. What I think. Well, I'm because, just talking about your personal opinion. But no, but this is my. I'm about to get to it. You can be edited to the me to the to the masses mm-hmm. when the. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote media wants you perceived a certain way right okay so uh, for him it's always been certain antics and things whether it's entitled or spoiled or you know whatever it is i don't know but to the masses they may see him as ungrateful or this or that whatever i don't know i have no clue but again now you have nine years your coach that had success with you in carolina is now in washington and now they're saying no one, not even that coach, is looking for you. So what does that tell you? Is this his skill set? Or is it more so your personality? Is it your character? Kind of like Antonio Brown, not trying to put them in the same boat. Right. But again, when you burnt your britches, see, in the beginning, you're making the money. You're who you are. You know what? We'll take the antics. We'll take the way you dress. We'll take the way you say, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You're winning me games. I'm making money. Now you're starting to get nine years, you're getting injuries, 
you're a little too out of pocket mm-hmm. with the things that you say on social media and everything like that. Now we're getting sick of it. You're not the 21-year-old girl no more. Yeah. Okay? You're starting to get older. So you become replaced. So it's either you start, what they say, when you're 21, you better get a personality because sooner or later you're going to start getting older. They say that. So the same thing when it comes to these athletes who think they're above, not saying Cam, not saying Antonio, but just us in general where you think you're like immortal and you go through this process in a league or what have you, and now it's like an obnoxious thing. Okay, early on, makes sense to, to whatever, to whoever. Now when you start getting older, it's like a broken record. You have to work on yourself. You have to work on in the locker room because your days are starting to get limited. Um, off the court antics, you have to limit them. But again, you don't know when your time, that window's about to close, and maybe that is for him when it's other teams that are around there in the NFL saying, you know what, I don't, I don't, you're talented, but I don't want all that drama. So uh, I, I have pictures posted for you of, of, of various headgear <laughs> I, I that Cam fashion. Newton has uh, done over the years. It. I love his fashion. The all right, so you do. Head. I mean, do you, I mean, he had the scarf, you know, he's had many hats, yeah, obviously, that, he's that's a big not hat a fedora, guy. but that's like a, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so you, you like that creativity, uh, in his fashion and. <laughs> well, it's not, listen, it's not for me. Right. Right. Like my son and I, my 10 year old, excuse me, my 10 year old said, Oh, I like that car. Yeah. And it was a Porsche. Yeah. I'm like, he's 10 right now. It's cute for you, but you're, you're, you're going to be a big man. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to, it's not going to be comfortable, but you know, you can try it when you start getting sure, older. Yeah. Some things are not for you. You think that would ever be comfortable for you? The kind of gear? Would you go well, out in public the way Cam Newton has over the well, years? Well, not with that hat because it looks like a, a Jeepers Creepers <laughs> kind of like. How a, about the scarf look? Does that look like good a, to you? The scarf look? I, I wouldn't do. He looks no. like a Mama Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wouldn't do it. But again, Cam looks right. good in it. That's yeah. Cam. Like that's well, his thing. Yeah. Well, he's a good looking man. Yeah. Um, but I, I look at. I think. I think what's happening here. Here's here's what he would have to do. And I've, I've mentioned the story during the week. You know, when you you've been to. The, I'll give you another guy with the very same resume as both uh, Jameis Winston and Cam Newton in the terms of being a Heisman Trophy winner and the number one overall pick in the draft, and how you can get thoroughly humbled and you have a chance to either just say. I'm done, I walk away, or I'll give it one more chance. His name was Jim Plunkett, the great Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett came out of Stanford. He won the Heisman Trophy. He was the number one pick in the NFL draft. He goes to a bad New England Patriots team. He's the rookie of the year. Wow, everyone's like, this guy is really that great. But unfortunately, the Patriots are so bad, suddenly his game goes south. They trade him to the 49ers. 49ers give up multiple number ones, number twos. I mean, he'll come home to the Bay Area. He'll be great. He wasn't. Two years later, the 49ers release him, and nobody's interested. Nobody. He's done. He's 30 years old. It's not going to work out. The Raiders are sitting there. They don't need a quarterback. They got a Hall of Famer named Ken Stabler, but they figure what? Tell you what, Jim, we're going to sign you. You're not even going to play. But if you really want to hang out with us and something might happen, we'll give you a shot. So that first year he sat, didn't play one game, not one second. Came back the next year. He threw like 10 passes the entire year as a backup quarterback. After that year, think about this. The Raiders then trade their Hall of Fame, Karen Stabler, to the Oilers for another starting quarterback, Dan Pastorini. They completely ignore the fact that Jim Plunkett's sitting there. At that point, you're probably thinking, why am I still here? Three years of sitting on the bench. I used to be a star in this league. 
Five five games into that season, Pastorini breaks his leg. So as they're carting him off, they look at Plunk and said, all right, Jim, here's your shot. They ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, and he was a Super Bowl MVP. And three years later, he won another Super Bowl. And the reason I mention this story is that's where you are with Cam Newton. Are you willing to humble yourself, Cam? How much do you really still want to play this game? You play, you made a lot of money. Do you want to go to a team where you'll probably be a backup? Maybe things will work out for you. Maybe they won't. Maybe you'll get another chance. Maybe you won't. How much do you still want to play that game? That's what's going on right now for Cam Newton. Because the idea of some team saying, you're going to be our starting quarterback in 2020 is not happening. Well, again, too, it's just what you have to do, Steve, is and, and me going through this, uh, and not not to the bench, but me going through this where you have to like change your game for the t- success of the team, right? And uh, in Houston, um, my game was more so uh, dominating the ball with Steve Francis, and we were one on one, kind of like sometimes pick and rolls uh, players. And then when you got to Sacramento, was you know when you touched the ball. It's because it's been passed around three or four times, and uh, you get a great shot. And then you go to the Clippers, where you have Elton Brand, Corey McGetty, who's an amazing scorer. Elton Brand, who was our MVP, finished second in the league in MVP that year. Sam Cassell, you name them on our team. So it was all guys who averaged 20 in their career. And now what do you do? Do you go there and you try to make you try to get 20 a game? No, that's not what it's for. You have to learn how to fit in. So for Cam, I think for right now, being nine years in, um, is your injuries that detrimental where it leaves you out? Or was it more so, you know what, my time is done here mm-hmm. and I don't have the enthusiasm or the excitement like that I used to have, so my little aches and pains are magnified at the moment. Now I need to go somewhere and start fresh. Now, sit, now that's one. Two is, do I say to myself, okay, now if I go somewhere else, I'm not looking to come in like the the – the pompous, arrogant, or whatever it is that people think I am type of person. I want to come in selfless. I want to come in to be able to help develop younger guys. So if that means that for the first couple of games I don't start, and then when they really need me I come in, right, and then I be I, I show them how to win, then that's great. But that that's something that you have to, like, personally talk to yourself about to say, let me kind of bring the ego down. And, and then so I can help other guys and help myself in this transition because your second self, right, because we are we are one self when we come into the league because we're very arrogant, our chest poked out, and then you your superpowers start to die off. Mm-hmm. You That's just anybody and everybody. The only person I've seen that is still uh, with them is LeBron James in 17 years in, and like you said before, he's played three, three playoff seasons where it's 20 years he's played and he's at a high level. It's not a lot of guys that are like that. So you have to say to yourself, who am I going to become for the rest of my life now? What type of individual, mentor, father, brother, friend, who am I going to be? I need to start that now, not just off the court, but I need to start that while I'm playing basketball so I can help the younger guys understand this is how you're really supposed to act, man. This is what you're supposed to do. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, One of the problems that we have as far as trying to create a timetable on when sports are going to come back was in full effect by a very prominent sports person who was infected by the coronavirus. We'll explain the story coming up next. Steve Harbin, Catino Mobley with you. For all the ones who get it done, there's Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry. 
plus over 250 local branches and specialists available 24-7 to help you resolve any challenge. Call, click Ranger.com or just stop by. So we've been hearing a lot of stories of people that have actually survived the coronavirus. One of them is uh, ESPN's Doris Burke. And her story is very interesting because it illustrates how difficult this is going to be, even if you eliminate fans from the stands, of the idea of sort of quarantining players. In other words, players living in a bubble so that they can get on the court. Now, Catino, Doris said that she started feeling symptoms the same day that it was announced that Rudy Gobert had tested positive. She was actually working an NBA game that night. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the game wasn't played because of uh, the cancellation of everything or postponement. So she said she really felt tired that day. I mean, suddenly she had this real tired feeling. And over the next couple of days, she said there was like a three-day span where she wasn't out of bed for more than five minutes. Like, she just felt such insane fatigue, mm-hmm. she literally couldn't get out of bed. But she didn't have any of the other symptoms. She wasn't running a fever. She didn't have a cough or anything else, but just this overwhelming fatigue. So she got tested, and she admitted that she felt guilty. I mean, there's so many people out there, you know, ready to get tested. But, you know, she was concerned for her daughter, her daughter's fiancé. She wanted, you know, she didn't want to, if she had it, she didn't want to spread it. So she got tested, and she tested positive for COVID-19. But it took eight days, eight days from the day she got tested until the day she got the results. Well, that's a problem. So, for instance, let's say the NBA says, all right, we're going to resume the season. And the players, not just concerned for their own health, but everyone they're around. You're concerned about your family's health. You could show no symptoms, but you could be COVID, you know, have the COVID-19, and then you could spread it to somebody else. I mean, you, you talk about with your mom and everybody. You don't want to do that. No one wants to do that, right? So we're not at this point yet where we can just, you know, let's say you tested everyone before the game. Right. And everyone tests negative well that'd be great if we had the test results within a minute or five minutes we don't we're not there yet you're having to wait days yeah close friend of mine right now um uh her name is sadie and um she's my my daughter and my sons her husband and her are their godparents right and sadie uh um she grew up as asthmatic she she was she had asthma and uh, right now she has bronchitis and she took her test about a week and a half ago almost two weeks and she still hasn't had her results yet. And again, a a lot of it, a friend of mine, Brad, Brad Jordan out of Houston, they call him Scarface. He's a rapper uh, from the ghetto boys. I got on a FaceTime with him the other day. He's had pneumonia every single year. So when he went in, I think he contracted it by going into the hospital now and saying that he took the test and he's waiting for his results right now. So, yeah, he, I mean, not wait for his results. He found out, but it took him a minute to get, find out that he had it. And so now, you know, you, you're dealing with these, you're dealing with people where they don't know if it's the flu. They don't know if it's pneumonia. They don't know if it's this, that. And some people, like you said, are asymptomatic where they don't, because their immune system is so strong and maybe another person's immune system is tampered, 
that they can touch those people or touch a certain situation, uh, product or whatever it is inside a household. And now they themselves have this. They have to do a, re- a better job at getting these test results faster for people. Right. But again, I, again, I, I don't, I don't even know what you're looking for when it comes to, you know, uh, because we all live with these viruses with inside our body, all types of viruses. Right, and here's the thing. So mm-hmm. people are getting tested right now. The only way you're going to get a test, unless your last name's Kardashian, apparently, is the fact that your doctor says that the symptoms are such that this person needs to be tested. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get one of these tests done. And less than 10% of the people that are being tested actually are being tested positive for COVID-19. And, and these are all people that have symptoms. Right. So it really is a difficult situation. So, let, I mean, let, let's say the NBA, let's say two months from now, things have leveled off. You know, we talked about the arc is flattened a little bit, but we still haven't gotten a, a vaccine for it. But the NBA is like, we're, we got to give this thing a try. But the only way to do this, we got empty arenas. Okay, that's one thing we're going to do. But from a player standpoint, we're almost going to have to put you guys in quarantine. <clears throat> yeah, you we know, got we got to keep you guys separate from everyone else. We're going to test everybody, and we're going to give it a, a, a two week period, and everyone's going to we'll get. But now we're going to have to basically put you in quarantine, in other words, to uh, move on because we can't have you socialize and go out again where you might be able to get the coronavirus and then bring it back into the league. How receptive do you think NBA players would be? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If they were essentially put into isolation to complete the NBA season, because I don't know how else you could guarantee 
the health of the players, and then obviously the health of those that they don't want to uh, infect. Um, listen, whatever's best for uh, their family and the fans, I think if you have to be in isolation at the moment, you have to be. A lot of NBA players, just count myself, um, you know, uh, when I played, I, I was never sick. Um, you know, listen, Michael Jordan had the quote-unquote flu game. But, I mean, how many people have you known in the NBA history that are, that are out of games because of, like, sniffles or sneezing or coughs? By the way, so, I got a lot of reaction to this. You you mentioned that you have built up that NBA players, when you talk about athletes of an extreme level, have superior immune systems. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, people it's like, where, where, where does he get that? Is that true? Well, no, yeah, it's true because you got to think about what they put in our body. Listen, people out there, please understand this. This is not personal. When you are, the owners have the best doctors. We have the best doctors. We have the best vitamins. We have the best every single thing. So if you're an owner, people out there, pay attention since you're so smart. If you're an owner, you're going to dedicate everything possible for your product to perform, correct? So it's millions of dollars. So I'm going to get you the best vitamins. I'm going to get you the best juices, the best foods, everything to build the immune system. So sniffles and flus and things like that don't occur because you fans want to see that person play. Now, if Michael Jordan, if it was the flu, then it was the flu. But at the end of the day, how many NBA players do you see step stay away from the game because they're sick? None. Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, no one, the ape symptomatic. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have it, but all I'm saying is our immune systems are very strong. Now, somebody can pass because of this, yes. But again, I'm just talking about just viruses in itself, playing an NBA for I don't know how many years, an NBA's playing, how many guys all year, you know what? No, it's because of the injuries, not sickness. And the reason why is because owners are saying, well, I'm giving this guy millions of dollars. Why not give them the best doctor? Why not give them the best vitamins? Why not make sure they're exercising? So every single thing that we're doing, what I'm telling you for the past three weeks, Steve and I exercise, <laughs> vitamin C's, <laughs> meditate, do those type of things. So you want one, don't have to stress. Two, your immune system is built up. And three is you can live a better life just after this virus. It's just very simple. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Speaking of superior immune systems, David Gascon, is about to join us right now Rawr. to tell us what's trending. Man. Now, you uh, you mentioned yes. that when you went shopping, you were shopping for items that other people were walking by. Yeah. As they were loading up their fridges with meat and everything else. You're like, no, 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 no. You're buying the wrong things. Yeah. I mean, I'd go to Sprouts or Whole Foods, and I'd buy flaxseed, mm. chia seed, mm. some goji berries. Chia seed, baby. Just had... Just had me some chia seeds this morning, baby. There you go. See, there you, go. you know what I'm saying? Some nice protein shake with a banana. Yeah, see, that's what I had. I I usually add hemp hearts, uh, the little cacao seeds, uh, some power beets. <clears throat> Look at Sam. He's just he is so excited about what you're talking about right now. How's that sound, Sam? Well, Good stuff. Well, well I, I got him a breakfast burrito. This yeah, I morning. do appreciate that. I don't know if chia seeds are going to sustain you through the uh, the uh, the apocalypse, but. Uh, <laughs> Here he goes. Here he goes again. I'm all about the chia seeds, man. I love flax seeds. That's chia why you put it in alcohol. Shake. We talked yeah. about this last week. <laughs> we did this, guys. It's some peanut butter with it, too, and some fruit. But most oh. people are buying, like, frozen foods. Yes. Or they're just pounding out the meat. Yeah. And no vegetables. I, I that's the This is, like, the one time you should be overloading on vegetables. Yeah, why, why are people, apparently the produce sections are loaded. 
Everyone's walking right by it. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, and now, guys, if you look at uh, the canned stuff, canned canned fruit is gone. Canned vegetables, there's still plenty of. Yeah. So people clearly prefer the things sugary and sweet. Yeah. So, so like for for me, what I do is like this. This morning, I wake up, I get my chia seeds, I get my um, my Vega sh- uh, protein shake, I put it all the bananas, the fruits, all that type of stuff. I take my vitamins, I meditate first, I do all those different things, I exercise, and then I come, I come to work. Like, mm-hmm. listen, it's just what it is. Well, I'm so sorry, people. Like, exercise, eat right, meditate. The meditation is what builds, takes all the clutter. That's inside your head that I call a closet. You clean it out when you're sitting there. Now you can think a lot more clear for yourself with all this madness that's going out there and all these different doctors or fake doctors that are saying all these different things. Just vitamin C's, right? Like wash your hands, exercise, keep it simple. All right, listen to Catino and Gascon. They know what it's uh it's all about. Yeah, so what kind of meditation do you do? Is it kind of like Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bloodsport? Are you doing splits over the city tops or no, what? No, you know, um, what I have is just like it's this mask, right? And it's um, it's called solid mode. So this mask, it covers the face and, yeah. it, and it clogs your ear. And then I put it on for like, sometimes I put it on for like 10, 15 minutes, depending on how much time I have. And what it does is just like, it's um, it's just like soothing music and it'll say certain words and then you focus more so on the words. Now, I, I, I tried the other meditation. It's good, but this right here keeps me more relaxed. So mm. I just go with what works for me. There you go. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Guys, we'll leave things off. First, the National Football League. A couple of updated things to report on as well. Uh, Packers have signed wide receiver Devin Funches to a one-year deal. It'll pay him $2.5 million. Kansas City has re-signed Demarcus Robinson on a one-year deal. Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey had their contracts exercised by the team today, at least the options on that. Wentz will make about a million and a half dollars for next season, then 15.48 the following year after that. Broncos have re-signed defensive lineman Shelby Harris to a one-year deal worth $2.5 million. ESPN reporting the NBA is considering looking at venues and centralized locations to continue the rest of their season. That would include non-NBA cities. If you guys had to pick maybe like five centralized cities to host these games, where would they be? Would they be like Kansas City, St. Louis, like Denver, like Omaha. 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 <laughs> what the hell's uh, wrong with you, uh, Iowa? What's wrong with Omaha? Warren Buffett is from Omaha. I love you Omaha. Dare. Yeah. I, I understand that, but still. Well, if he wants That's to spend the money city. to uh, make sure that, yeah. Uh, well, St. Louis to me is is an obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City? St. Louis over Kansas City. All right. What are you going to yeah. do Kansas City? Saint, not, no, I have nothing. I love Kansas City. I have a comment about Kansas City, but I can't say that on the air. <laughs> Kansas uh, City is great. I, no, it's only a positive, but it's the oh kind of God. it's the kind of positive. Going uh. going back to when I worked for the Raiders and we were on the road every year in Kansas City, I used to say, if you couldn't do this in Kansas City, you can't do it anywhere. All right, you fill in the blank. All right, if you can't do this uh, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Uh. Then you can't do it anywhere. Kansas City is great. And everybody out there, get some. Love Kansas City. You know what? Everybody out there also, too, if you can get some, invest in some Edelberry. Yeah. uh, Take every single day. Edelberry is great for you. Magnesium Mm -hmm. Edelberry is great for you. 
as well. Yeah. Um, and I take that every day as well. Very good. Steve, yeah, what do you mean? You, if you can't, what, uh, cross-country ski in Kansas City? If you can't get barbecue <laughs> in Kansas City? What are you talking about here? What are, yeah. what are you saying? Cross-country ski. Yeah. What are you if talking you, about getting good barbecue? If you can't get something in Kansas City, you can't get it anywhere. Good barbecue. Good right? barbecue, yeah. right? That's a possibility. That's one one possibility. I got some really barbecue. I got really good barbecue in Kansas City. Myself, Corey oh, McGetty, and uh, Q Rich. Everybody gets good barbecue in Kansas City. Um, all right, Mr. Gascon, are you done? Are you going back to your uh, flax seat, or what do you got going well, I, on? <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say the magic words, All right, Steve. thank you. Very good. All right, well, go back to your flax seat right now. And uh, make a make a shake or something positive for Sam and yeah. Gavin over hey. here. Um, Probably just Sam. <laughs> hey, we're coming to you Daddy. live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. All right, uh, I want to get to uh, Jameis Winston for a moment here, if we could. Because this is one of the more interesting stories, I think, in all of sports. We talked about how teams are sort of uh, hemming and hawing about whether or not they want to sign Cam Newton. Here's a report right now, Katino, on Jameis Winston. There is no one interested. No one. There, There isn't one team out there that is showing even a glimmer of interest in a 26-year-old quarterback who's coming off a season in which he led the NFL with over 5,100 yards passing, was second in the league with 33 touchdown passes. Now, granted, he threw 30 interceptions. In fact, some people say he could have thrown as many as 50 if many of them weren't dropped on the other end. You're telling me that not one team is interested in a guy who was the number one pick in the draft five years ago, who's only 26 years old, and you don't have any interest in kicking the tires on a guy like Jameis Winston, who, I, by the way, hasn't had a single negative comment said by any of his teammates. He's recognized as a team guy. His coaches will say he works hard. You have no interest in this guy? Well, I think there's, um, for, for, for Winston, I think, uh, listen, he's an amazing athlete. He plays multiple sports. Yep. Um, and I think, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. So what they see and what I see is totally different. I think, you know, if he had the 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 mentorship of a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Bledsoe, who doesn't have his athleticism, um, but yet has that um uh, his IQ or even higher, uh, I will be working with them in the summertime to build the person that, or the quarterback that you would want. Now, in saying that, now Tom Brady's there and James James. Uh, Winston is out, but um, if I was him, I would just listen. This is just a, a, a stepping stone, a bump in the road where I need to work on my technique. I need because listen, he what did he lead the league in passing? He passing the, yards, he, second and, the league in touchdown turn, passes, but in turnovers, he led the league in turnovers by well. a mile. Right. So at the end of the day, I think you know you, the offense helps you out. You kind of like got that D'Antoni offense where they pass the ball a lot, right? But then you have. Also, uh, when you're looking at basketball, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, myself, Steve Francis, whoever you are that played, that had the ball a lot, you're going to turn the ball. James Harden, you're turning the ball over. So now what we got to do is now we got to figure out why are you turning it over, minimize that, but keep you at that excellent level offensively. I will give you a team that really makes sense, and they're laying in wait right now. And this is, by the way, this is what this team seems to always do when it comes to free agency. They seem to let all the dust settle. And then they look over what's left over 
and they get it at a bargain rate, and then that person turns out to be a productive player. That team is the New England Patriots. I think what's happening right now is New England is just sort of sitting there. They don't, by the way, they don't have a lot of cap space. Even with uh, Brady leaving, they don't have a whole lot of cap space, so they don't have a lot of money to spend. So they weren't in line to go after one of the big names out there. But once Cam Newton is signed, and then they'll sit back and see, are the Chargers interested? I mean, we have our resident former Charger fan. I I still don't get a read on you. Are you a Colts <laughs> fan now because Rivers is a Colt? Have you completely abandoned the Chargers? What is it, Gavin? Rivers fan, uh, so Colts fan for 2020, mm-hmm. and still a Charger fan. Really like the Chris Harris move. I don't think enough people are talking Chris about Chris Harris that. move, they made a lot of good moves. Uh, but, I again, the whole idea of trying to get Jameis Winston for nothing, nothing, I mean, again, this gets back to the mindset. We talked about this with Cam Newton, but Jameis is only 26. He just turned 26. He's only 26. What is his contract like right now? Do we know that? There is no contract. There's no contract. He's He's gone. He is gone. gone. There's not Cam Newton. He has no contract. So if you bring him in, what are you going to have to pay him? That's the big question, right? You could offer him league minimum if nobody makes a better deal. I think that there are teams that are really sitting back in the – I know New England is one of them. Bill Belichick believes in their system. They're like, look, we lost Tom Brady and threw in Matt Castle, who had not started a game since high school, and he won 10 games. So we're pretty confident our system will work for just about anybody. And honestly, the guys we put in there, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the Jacoby Brissett's, the Matt Castle's, they don't have the talent of Jameis Winston. Not even close. So it'll be interesting to see, because what, what the Chargers are saying right now is, we're all in with Tyrod, don't call me Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in if the Patriots are able to win, let's say, 10 games with whoever they have, yeah. Stidham, Jameis, whoever. What does that mean to Tom Brady's legacy? Does he take a little bit of a hit? Well, I'll put it this way. If the Patriots next season end up with a better record than Tampa, <laughs> his legacy takes oh. a hit. But I don't see that happening. No. Honestly, the Patriots right now on paper look really bad. Really bad. The only positive they have is Belichick. But if you look at that roster right now, yikes. In a division that's improving, Buffalo yes. now is a is yes. a is a playoff team. You know Sam Darnold's going to be better in year three. And over their last nine games, the Dolphins actually had a better record than the Patriots had last year including beating the Patriots in the game the Patriots needed at the end. So, um, yeah, I it's going to be a long year for the Pats. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we had an empty week as far as sports news. What's next week going to look like? We're going to tell you coming up next. Steve Arbin and Catino Mobley. I want to thank the crew today. Look at Iowa Sam. He's going nuts right now. It's a funky baseline. Oh, I said funky. Boom, 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 boom. Mm, mm, mm. You guys know that I was a bass player in Dire Need. Why does bass players and everybody always like that? You got to slap the bass. Got that, got that. Oh, that I didn't, do, I didn't do, do, do slap. I was the uh, two-finger bass. That's the way oh, I that. finger bass. <laughs> By the way, Your did you? Your ex-wife's calling you, know, you daddy. Play, you played yeah. the bass? I played the drums. <laughs> really? Yeah, I played oh, the that. drums. Wow. From 11 years old until I was 14. And it was it was like punishment. <laughs> 
But then I thought it was it was super cool when girls started to know that I could play the drums. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> they were calling me daddy. Who's your they daddy? Were me yes, daddy. big daddy. By the way, that daddy thing with me, since my ex-wife now refers to me daddy all the time. Uh, Danny Woodhead had him on the radio show this week, former uh, NFL running back. He calls me daddy now. Daddy Blood Woodhead. Him. Yeah. I said daddy to Danny. Uh Gascon, want to thank David for all his help today between Daddy. his influx of very healthy food. Gavin, of course, our brilliant producer. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow oh, as well yeah. uh, on this show. Um, all right, so uh, this was an interesting week in the uh, sports world. It was really our first full week with a with an empty plate. Uh, we did have the announcement that the Olympic Games will be postponed till 2021. I guess that was a no-brainer. Uh, so we knew that was going to happen. But next week, we're, we're really getting into uncharted territory. I mean, uh, I guess it's possible we could see Cam Newton or Jameis Winston signed, uh, but really probably not. It would appear right now everybody else is just sort of settling down. You know, everyone's pretty much looking out to the NFL draft, which is still a month away. So we could do what a lot of these other outlets are doing, going down memory lane. I could do that all day long. By the way, I'm now watching the end of that Duke-Kentucky game. This is it. This, this is, is it this right is now. Shot right here. This is where we're, we're coming up is right this, now. Kentucky's about to hit the shot to give them the lead. Is this 93, 93 90, 1992, 1992. 1992. Yeah, you were in Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia. I was a junior. Yes, yes. I was a junior. Yeah, well, we and into the mic there. We go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just having so much fun right now, and that uh, bass got me going. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you know that I actually saw, get this, 1977. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a second-year student at UCLA. My girlfriend at the time was the music editor of the school paper. I was on the sports side. And we went to the L.A. Sports Arena to see Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, with the opening act of the Blackbirds. Nice. Can you imagine this? Wow. Nice. Uh, you, you, can you imagine me at this concert? I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm going to share a story with you, right? She, did so she imagine, call you daddy? Did she call you she daddy? She did not call, oh, okay, call cool, me daddy. Okay, cool. After daddy. that concert, she should have. <laughs> Come on. I mean, so, imagine, so imagine me, the whiteness of me, at, at this <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic Blackbirds concert. And by the way, this is 1977, so right. this is the height of the disco. Imagine how everyone is dressed, right. not just on the stage, you know, but everybody that's at, 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 at the concert. So, But we're having a great time. Everyone's dancing. No one sits at this concert. Right. I mean, everybody is just <clears throat> up, and we're just having a good time. Right. But finally, finally, uh, we decided to uh, – my, my girlfriend, she had to make a little bathroom break, so I said, well, I'll, I'll go get some uh, something to drink, right? So I'm in the line. Just imagine, it's 1977. Think of the height of the disco era, Parliament Funkadelic. Everyone is in in gear. And I get up there, and I go up to get the concessions, and I said, uh, can I get a couple of Cokes? Right. And the girl's serving me. She goes, sure you don't want 7-Up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to say that I stuck out in this crowd <laughs> – would be the understatement of the century. But she had free tickets because she was the music editor of the of the Bruin. We had a great time. I mean, I, it's one of the greatest bands of all time. So much fun. Man. It's so much fun. I wish you'd been there with me. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, I George love Clinton in the I love group this. right there. So, yeah. so what we've learned is, oh, yeah. down the street. That I have a little of that in me. You didn't of course. know that. You of course you that. do. Yeah. That's what, listen. I knew that. You said, you know, it's like black don't crack. It's like Steve Hartman <laughs> don't crack. Steve Hartman looks so young, it's ridiculous. I look older than Steve. No, you don't. I'm telling you. You're feeling good because you uh, have all that good stuff in you. All right, so what kind of week uh, is it? Uh, it would be impossible to predict. We have no idea. Just take it one day at a time. Can you predict this Kentucky-Duke game? I am going to pick Duke on a shot at the buzzer <laughs> by Christian Leitner. I don't know why wow, I'm thinking about that. Hey, keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy your time. Be safe. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.